0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser mugger for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Chris Ragg, Peter Coghill, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing what counts as treasure. Chris, what counts as treasure... And I guess why am I asking you this?
1: Well, my my um, my sister um, put forward this this uh, topic, um, mm. and she now works for the company, so um, mm. so we felt obliged to take uh, employee recommendations seriously. So <laughs> yep. we um, we we advanced Good. it as a as a topic for our podcast. Anyway, her her she has a dog, um, and uh, she was out in the woods walking her her dog, and it sort of spent a long time digging something up. And it came back with a with a stick, uh, and it seemed very pleased with itself. Um, and uh, so she was wondering, you know, what what constitutes treasure buried, you know, buried treasure. What would you what would you like to find in in, in the woods, and, and how would you distinguish what a treasure is
0: versus a stick? I, immediately, my immediate reaction is is that this feels similar to a podcast, another podcast we've done, which is about talking with animals and there could be one where you'd get a confusion about i oh, i you're talking to a dog and say oh i found this amazing treasure and the dog gets really excited and goes oh me too look check out this stick i've got yeah well i think there's there's that in, it's it's that interpretation of it but i
1: i, I would posit that, that, a, that a stick uh, isn't isn't a treasure mm. um but um but yeah i mean i suppose it makes a change from um, uh, you know early morning dog walkers discovering Bodies in the in the woods, which uh, it always seems to be the, um, the, the, the classic one. And if you, and if you go hobby. with the the you know the um, the TV detective maxim that the the person who finds the body is usually the murderer. There's a there's a lot of um, homicidal dogs out there. Mm. Um,
0: yeah. So so yeah. don't trust dog-stroke dog walkers. No, exactly. but
2: I don't. I think even in the context of this example, that's the dog sounds like a bit of a moron because you can get sticks from above the ground.
1: Yeah. Yeah but, I mean, but well maybe there was something you know um particularly valuable you know maybe it had been chewed and buried by another dog and the scent of it was you know in some way <laughs> So maybe it had some dog feature that was spectacular
3: I think it was probably the achievement of digging it out that it was most pleased about rather well, than Yes yeah.
1: Yeah. So. well maybe maybe part of the treasure is the, re- the recovery you know the Mary Rose sort
2: The real of treasure that. was the journey was no what is it the friends we've found along the way or something exactly. yeah
0: I think we're at the, at, the, in, in, at the risk of being a bit whimsical here, but um, aren't we aided in this podcast? What is treasure? I, I'm, I'm sure one of you and your researchers dug it up. Um, which nice. Is that, nice, thank nice. you. Which yeah. is that? Um, that was a little treasure, frankly. That, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> thank you. Yes, it yeah, was, yeah. Um, unearthed it. Um, which is that? Um, I'm sure treasure is defined somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty simple. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so look, let, 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 let's. Um, start off with the simple thing and let's turn this into a five-minute podcast which is there is a legal definition of treasure i'm sure that one of you's got it i'm going to guess nick i'm sure you all have but let's hear from nick
2: yeah well the the legal definition in england and wales haven't looked at scotland is defined by the treasure act an ancient act of parliament dating all the way back to 1996 Hmm. But that actually itself replaced, or at least made an act out of, I think what had previously been common law, which was um, the wonderfully named treasure trove, which actually is uh, about a thousand years old as a concept in English uh, law. Um, and, so, sorry
0: to, sorry to interrupt. What was the date of the previous, of the first one that you mentioned?
2: Nineteen ninety-six.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then. The so treasure trove. Treasure trove, trove to go to back
2: know. a little bit, the the yeah. in the common law, um, treasure trove was gold or silver in any form which was hidden and and has been rediscovered but where ownership can't be proved um but it has also apparently also had has to have been hidden with uh animus revocandi which means that someone has has to wanted to go back to get it so for example sutton who wasn't didn't fall under the law of treasure trove because there was no intention to reclaim it because it was a burial site apart from
1: apart from in the afterlife of course well indeed um, but I, I always
2: imagine that they get a ghost version of the goods when they're themselves in the afterlife. Like you yeah, know, but if
1: they you get take they the get physical, the ghost. I mean, they don't put them there to be stolen, do they? They put yeah. them there to to if, utilize. If they, if
3: they get a ghost version, why do they need to bury the real one? Well, maybe you can't get the ghost version
2: unless you've got the real yeah, one. So there. If somebody
1: nicks the real version; they've taken your, <laughs> that, your spiritual. That, it's... Boat and man. So he was
2: probably living it up in, uh, you know, in, in heaven as a kind of Anglo-Saxon king with loads of gold beakers and everything. And then suddenly one day in the 1920s, he's got nothing. He's got barely got the shirt on his back. Yeah, it could be. Um, but so they
0: often there's have recourse, which is <laughs> if if he's had the foresight to make sure that it's cursed, then uh, exactly. you know, there is some. Um, yeah. Anyway, you keep
2: going. Yeah. No. All of that is uh, is you know fundamental to the legal concept. Um, so the. Uh, The current definition um, is a little bit more specific, and it says it's got to be three hundred years old, uh, and it's either got to be coins or ten percent precious metal by weight. It's got to be or it two hundred years old and of historical or cultural or archaeological significance in some way. Uh, I don't know if that's particularly well defined, Um, but it also uh, borrows the concept from Treasure Trove as well, so it's it's kind of based off. The previous law. Anyway, so what do you do if you find treasure? Well, let's just let's just run through the process, just in case that happens. um You have to notify the local coroner within fourteen days, and it's an offence not to do that. Well, hold fact, on. Let me. Sorry, mm,
0: sorry, sorry. There's a whole load of other stuff you have to do before. Okay, because for a start, uh, most land, nearly all land, is owned by someone, right? And yeah, so well, Before you, you, you do anything,
2: you shouldn't be doing. Shouldn't be digging it up in the first place exactly. if you haven't got permission to do it.
0: You do need permission first um and, and yeah, yeah but, but i'm, I'm sorry, talking Nick, yeah. post post find right, here right, post right. find routine well but that that's not, dictated by the first part okay, well, okay, okay if so if first I'm of all make
2: sure you've got permission to dig up the land you're on right yeah don't wander into the grounds of buckingham palace and get your spade out right you have yeah. to be allowed to be doing what you're doing yeah. then you find the treasure uh and you then have to report it to the coroner within two weeks now a, cu- a couple of um Uh, a couple of slightly wayward gentlemen in 2019 found about 12 million quids worth of viking treasure Um, and in fact not only did they not tell the coroner they started selling it off Um, and And
0: they didn't have have permission to be there as well okay but
2: that's not why they were imprisoned they were imprisoned for for not reporting the treasure that they'd found it wasn't just trespassing because for trespassing you don't get 10 years in jail which is what they were sentenced to and then the coroner once they find out will tell the british museum or if you're in scotland or ireland uh the regional equivalent so um and then things will uh will happen i mean essentially you don't really own if it is treasure the crown owns it but normally uh, they will um you know fund get pay money to the they'll reward the landowner and the and the discoverer um so um so yeah i mean basically the 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 if it is treasure i'm afraid you're out of luck because um it's no longer really yours but you probably will get a reward from it but anyway that's that's official the official definition of treasure, so so it?
1: in 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 contrast to the to the law of the playground of of Finders, finders keepers, keepers.
0: losers yeah.
2: yeah 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 so just uh, before we move on just to give you a bit of uh, treasure stats there yeah. um in 2019 the 1300 pieces of treasure discovered in the uk isn't that amazing um 80 84 were non-coin finds yeah uh 96 of these were found by metal detectorists and mm. the the interesting i i was quite intrigued to discover that there's an estimated twenty thousand detectorists in britain right so what that means is each of them has an average uh, about a one in 15 chance of finding treasure in any given year now that is really high i think so the the idea is if you if you you know over a 30 year career um seven out of eight detectorists will have found some treasure on average and and some might have found uh, more than more than one so i i it's a, Seems like it's well. If you're willing to put in thirty years of effort, you know you've got a good chance of being rewarded with some treasure there.
0: Um, I I should declare an interest at this point. Um, Are you a
2: detectorist?
0: I am a detectorist. Go on, a detectorist. Um, I actually, I think it was about a year and a half ago that, um, for one of my sons, um, who's quite a detectoristy, um, I bought him for his birthday a metal detector, um. And of course, he's, he, at the time, he'd have been nine or ten. And so I can't just send him off Off you go into you know, fields and stuff. Um, so, of course, I accompany him. Um, and off we go together and we go metal detecting. Um, and what I can tell you is, for the most part, it's quite soul-destroying. Um, and you just don't get anything of any interest. There's a, there's uh, a no, lot of
1: land without treasure buried under we, it. Yeah, we'll be the judge of
2: whether it's of interest. I, I, I really love finding those old ring pulls from the 1980s. <laughs>
0: And, and you spend a lot of time getting a signal that is this something, isn't it? And and you'll be digging up and and this kind of the signal disappears or something. Now I don't know if that's due to my own incompetence or probably more my son's incompetence, literally it's his fault, or crap gear. Um but then you and then and then what happens is it when you get a, you keep getting a signal, um, and then you do find something. And then it just is it's just always a mangled old bit of farm machinery. That that's what it right. always is. Always. Well that's
2: not necessarily boring.
0: Actually, it's rather fun. Um, but but, but and- so psychologically,
1: right? I'm just I'm mm. just trying to think this through. I've ne- I, I have been sort of fossil hunting, but I've never been out with a with a metal detector looking for treasure. So mm. so when you get the signal, right? Of mm. what, what sort of ratio of of um, false alarms to actual genuine metal objects do you th- do do you do you think you get from experience? Let's call it 50 50-50. 50-50. Okay. Yeah. So, so you—I mean—that's. Do you explore every one then? So it's not like you know. So the, at the beginning of
0: the day you do, and at right. the end of the day you're just going sod this for a game of luck. Well, it's what's the
2: point different. of continuing to do it if you're not going to
0: investigate your hits? Yeah, that's the point, and 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 it, and it gets that that sort of. There's a tipping point somewhere where you you'll start it off, and it's if it still keeps doing. You keep getting a solid signal you go right I'll do it and then you it, it it's hard to explain but there's a point it all intersects between your own tiredness how cold it is or not what's happening with the signal whether you decide to keep doing it or not but of course you'd never want to walk away really because this could be could be the one. one yeah so you kind of have you, you end up hating yourself if you do start abandoning them so even though it's 50 50 you know maybe only 10% I might abandon
2: yeah. 50% is very high by the way I mean I feel like most pieces of land don't have metal in them so if you're getting if you're detecting oh they you do know if you've got 50% chance
0: most pieces well, of land I'm, do have metal in them
2: no what I mean is for, for any given place you could wave your metal detector uh, there's a much lower than 50% chance that it has a piece of metal in it yeah so, but is
1: it quite rare that the metal detector
2: actually makes a? yeah how often does it go off Let's say you walk. You walk. You're doing a minute. You're doing one minute of detecting. What's how long does it take before you get a next hit on average? Mm,
0: usually a couple of minutes.
2: There are some really hardcore detectorists out there as well. Yeah. So I think we need to acknowledge that you you don't sound like yeah. an expert to yeah. me. And they, they probably, if they were listening. They'd be no. Shaking but nevertheless, their heads it's an insight. It's podcast. an
1: insight into into the psychology. And the the other thing I'm quite interested in is when you get a, when you get a buzz. Mm. Uh, and you start digging. How, mm. how long? Do you, I mean, I don't know what the range is of the, the you know, the penetrative range of these things. But so it gives you some sense of the of the depth. Of the depth. But the depth, obviously, depth, yeah. mm, you know, I mean, presumably the size of the object uh, is is um, important as well. So basically, how like you must dig quite a lot and not actually find the bit of metal that the detector was
0: detecting. It sometimes feels like that, yeah. and that, and that's because also I'm relatively new to the hobby, um, and I don't know if I'm doing it in the right way. But it, it sometimes feels like that that the metal just disappears. Right. Um, but, I but, mean, but I I, mean, I, mean, I, don't know, don't... I would
1: have thought digging is fairly fairly fundamental human I suppose skill, you know, you, but you make- have,
3: you'd have to be fairly meticulous in sifting through the material yeah, yeah, and digging yeah, out yeah. To, absolutely because these and things can I mean, be quite small right yeah they, okay yeah and often you have like a mini a
0: mini metal well, in fact you have to have a mini metal detector as well but my one's not very good quality and I don't trust it oh by the way actually just one other thing um two other things first of all I actually, I have found coins and I think probably the oldest coin I've found is is sort of um late 30s like late 1930s early that's 1940s And not bad that's not bad no, at all you pretty, found coins. and that's we were good. yeah that was pretty exciting actually um, how many second, coins
2: over how many hours
0: oh um so i think one of the first times i went i was actually detecting on land which i had no right to be on i had no permissions um and i thought it was oh, imagine right. if you'd found the big one there fraser i know you'd been reading about me in the papers yeah um banged up um no, I think the, one of the first few times I went, I mean, we maybe found three, four, five coins. No, let's call it three coins over a period of about an hour or two. In a fountain. Yeah. That is not bad at all. That, that, yeah. that
2: suggests that Britain is basically sitting on a, on a kind of substrate yeah. of, of buried coins.
0: There is, there is stuff everywhere. There really is. You will, any field, I mean, I live in the middle of Lincolnshire. There's fields everywhere. I can guarantee you there will be something in there. Okay, it's not necessarily going to be coins, but you will find there will be metal that i can guarantee you isn't
2: king john's treasure buried in the wash somewhere
0: uh, i don't know but that sounds plausible but also by the way the last time i went metal detecting was on a rally and so there you know let's say there's 20 30 40 people there people were picking up i mean roman brooches is a is a big one people get a lot of those and they well, were so so you th- so these you were all, all you all
1: me. sort of explored the same land that doesn't sound like a very good thing to me well if you're doing it in a big row though presumably you can do it like systematically a, yeah. like like combine harvesting yeah or there is
0: a kind of a system to it and also in this occasion we were doing the land that hadn't been detected previously um and so that at least gives you a you know yeah it, it doesn't yeah but the actually the most fun that i have with our metal detector and actually just sometimes just to make sure it's working is i have to put my hands out like this because I've got loads of metal in my arms.
1: Oh
2: yeah.
0: Um, uh, from a, a very serious accident I had, um, where the metal was put. in So one day someone dogs.
1: might be digging you up, Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This
0: is what yeah. I always say. They'll dig me up and go, bloody hell! What happened to this poor bloke? Yeah. Um, and it is. It's fun for all the family when Daddy sets off the metal detector using yeah. his arms. Anyway, I feel that I feel I've taken up a good ten minutes there. Um, I mean, it's kind of relevant, right? I well, mean, it's really relevant, kind of at the heart yeah. of what we're talking about. um I don't know what I, Peter. Move us on. Move us on. Well,
3: we've discussed what the the, the what what is legally considered treasure, but I think treasure yes. as, as a concept is quite sort of relative and personal and subjective, isn't it?
0: And and thank you, Peter, because really that's what's bringing us to the heart of this. Otherwise, what's the point of, the, of this episode? So. Go yeah. take us off, lift us off, Peter.
3: So I mean, so what? So I mean, I I so a more general definition of treasure is anything that one would value that you discover accidentally, serendipitously. So, um, and and, and, val- and the sense of what you value, uh, there are certain shared things. Like, so we all value to a degree money because it can buy you other things. But you know, there are certain things that. I would value the, the, Fraser perhaps wouldn't, and the, the, for example, the exploration of knowledge, and the accumulation of knowledge, is something that Fraser shuns every opportunity. Um, so yeah, like what what does what what does one personally value that you have discover serendipitously? I think is an interesting thing that tells you a lot about people.
0: But also, does it have to be serendipitous?
3: Well, I think, my de- well, the definition I posited, it does. It has to be something okay. you discover. Um, um, and, and, yeah and, and, i think that's right yeah
0: by the I way before you I, carry on wait wait, wait before, i'm not going to let that go by the way um i'm the one who goes out in bloody muddy fields in the search of history and knowledge right mm-hmm. in, in the so search do of not, loot that's what you're looking for <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> um peter anything more apart from insults to me anything more to say there before we move on to chris or nick
3: well I, um well i think the, the 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 definition of one well my certainly my definition of my, my the things I would count as treasure, or tre- the things with the quality of treasuriness, have definitely shifted. Um, and now, now, now that I've got a young child and I'm help- helping run this business, and I've got loads so now of, you loads treasure
0: isolation and peace. Ex-
3: yes, exactly. So I, I treasure, I treasure quiet time. I, I quiet, well, it's time actually. It's really just time. So when when a meeting gets cancelled that I was going to be at and I don't have to do it anymore, it's like. Yes, I've got an hour of my mm. life back again, that instantly gets eaten up by something else I got to do. But on the rare occasion, it'll be a half an hour to sort of just have a cup of tea and stare out a the window. Sure, yeah. well, look, yeah. let's keep
0: our powder dry on this. I think this is something we can return to at the mm. end of the podcast. Ernick. Uh, Nick? Yeah,
2: it's a Stephen King book, isn't there? About the uh, it's it's the one that I can't it's <clears throat> whatever the date of Kennedy's assassination was. I can't remember the title of the book, but that's it. Um, about a guy who gets uh well he sort of finds a time portal at the back of this restaurant and uh he can go into it and it's sort of the 19, 1960s um that i think that would be good for, for what peter's talking about where you could just there's a little time portal where when you go into it you everything else stays the same so, so when you come back time hasn't moved on so you could just go and spend a couple of hours there uh, if you used it too often you'd start to age yeah prematurely you, you, you yeah you'd while away your life there wouldn't you that's the trouble you know you could be 60 while everyone else was still you know what's this 40. got to the treasure well at peter's treasure really i'm just I thinking of what he could find he could find not just being given an hour because that's not an extra hour that's an hour that would have been spent yeah, doing that's something like, else, that's like that's like the third, some the third wish isn't it of wishing yeah.
1: for four more wishes yeah yeah exactly no Finding he just something. gets finds
2: a whole a whole a, a time portal yeah where he can go in and and spend a few spend a few hours days. So that's
0: out. the okay. So that's you were talking about him getting away from his baby.
2: <laughs> well, his baby would still be would be frozen in time while he was in the time portal. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know. Yeah, um, yeah there we are. That's, yeah. that's, that's useful mean, I,
1: data there.
0: Yeah. Um, where are we going with this? We've lost. Well, well, <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> I think in terms of <laughs> de- like trying
1: to though. define treasure, right? So we've got a legal definition of treasure for the purposes of um, you know ownership of valuable items found under the ground. Uh, and we've got sort of Peter's sense of, you know, subjective value to the individual and there being an unexpected element of it. And I, I think that there's actually, um, in, in Roman law, the, you know, pre, predating um, uh, English common law and, and maybe acting as the foundation for it in part, but there, there's, um, there, there's this concept, they, they had the concept of the treasure trove. And in defining it, they talked about um, it, it being, uh, you know, an ancient deposit of money of which no memory exists, so that it has no present owners. And mm. I, and I think, for me, the That's additional nice thing, as well as well as it being unexpected, there's an element for a treasure, which is that it it has been lost yes. and 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 it's rediscovered again. So so I you know, um, like my, my sort of example that came to mind recently was um one of our colleagues was developing a um a piece of software that's de- designed to um mimic uh kind of uh, um an, an air defense system right and so they built they built effectively this um this this game and and uh, i think it was nick was telling me about it and i said oh that sounds a bit like asteroids um mm. and uh i'd I, the the, the the computer game Asteroids, and I'd forgotten all about Asteroids, mm. and so I I I went and I looked on like it effect, effectively been lost to me. I went and looked on online and found some website where they've got a live Asteroids, um, you know, play game, and I spent this sort of ten or fifteen minutes uh, playing Asteroids, and it was. It was brilliant, but it was the fact that it had been lost and then almost like, you know, the um, the, the uh, prodigal son, you know, it's sort of yeah. um, that that sense of, uh, you know, what is lost is more precious to you when, when found.
2: Well, well let's cut Sorry, ahead. I just want to say something Go controversial, on. which is that yeah. modern computer graphics aren't good enough to play asteroids um, because the original asteroids used vector graphics, which means that it drew a line the asteroids are all drawn by by a rapidly moving line, specially you know designed to for asteroids, and you can't get that effect on a pixel screen of any kind. Can you so not? you No, it's just not the same. like there's something really luminous about those original well and that um, and that brings me,
1: brings me on to another point, which is kind of linked to this, I think, which is that um you know, a treasure for, like this notion of something coming from the past that is better than what we have today right you know like so you you've like sutton hoo right you know the classic uh, t- treasure find when i went to the um oh, i have actually been to suffolk to the to the site and also you know seen the stuff in the british museum like l- lots of people but when you look at that you go there's no way we would make this kind of intricate stuff today uh and and look at this you know this comes from the past and obviously you know in the in the middle ages you know they looked back to to things from you know ancient rome as being as being um you know highly valuable and treasures and i so i think there's there's something about capturing something from the past that is better than what we have today as
0: well mm, mm. um i think what we need to do we're kind of already we're already getting there we need to go straight to this and the question no i've is, got i've got a bit more data on. Well,
2: it's not data, but I mean, it's what it is. Is I thought, well, what makes something of a, a val- What would make something a valuable find, right? Um, and so I thought, well, let's start with the history of world in uh, the history of the world in a hundred objects, which is that Neil McGregor project um, mm. and book and radio program. Mm. Um, and I thought, well, what's in there? And I had a quick look at uh, what the objects were. And out of the hundred, uh, just under half were all sort of tools and useful items, things like cups. You know and and uh, different kinds of of tool things that are used to do stuff um about a quarter are sculptures or representations or art of some kind um one is a preserved body it's a mummy um about about 20 or so are writings mm. and then there's a bit less uh, a handful of them which are clothing and textiles and um similar number of coins um so basically most interesting objects from the past are tools of some kind and i don't know that feels about right to me like i i I feel like i'd be more the coins are okay you know but they're not as exciting as a as a as a tool from the olden days we go what does that do this weird springy thing with that little handle and that spike on it you know and and um there's a there's a subreddit called what is this thing And the Mm. best ones are when when it's something which is all plausibly within living memory, like, you know, from from 100 years ago or something. And it's something that someone's found in their shed. And it's just this incomprehensible gadget, you know, which is like a sort of has a dial on it and some and some little prongs and a number. And, and, um, yeah, they're they're the most interesting ones Mm. because it's like, well, actually, there probably is an answer out there um and uh, but actually you have to sit there and, and work it out but yeah I, I think the my my kind of feeling of of what things i you know when you find something interesting from the past
0: mm.
2: i think the things that i like about it are firstly like nostalgia if it's recent that's so just to go back to ring pulls i'm a big fan of 1980s ring pulls and uh, particularly because there was a thing you could do which most school children would would understand where you'd detach the ring bit from the little um, the little curly metal bit and you could then use it as a weapon you could fire the ring Across the room, we're using the springy bit because the, the 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 ring bit had little notches in it. It was absolutely. It was like it was designed for the purpose. And then, of course, they changed the ring pull so they no longer just pull off like they did in the old days. So you never, you know, you don't find ring pulls on their own anymore. Are you um, really
0: that into ring pulls? Yeah, love ring pulls. Have so, got, so have you got lots? He's got of a necklace
2: made
1: out of them. I'd, pa-
2: I'd pay handsomely if you managed to dig dig up some nineteen eighties ring pulls. Uh, so yeah, then there's I, I think objects that have been involved in something significant and historical is an obvious one, but a very small number of objects in that category. I remember seeing Archduke Ferdinand's car in the in the Ooh. museum of Vienna, which was um, I thought was really spooky. But objects, you know, things that have got historical significance. But then I think just common everyday objects which have this sort of sense of communication between the past and the present, where you think. You know, a, someone, yeah, find an old thimble or something. You think someone, a, you know, a Victorian woman was using this thimble one day and it fell out of her pocket and fell into the ground. And now mm. I'm the next person in the world. And it's like there's that little bridge between you and someone from a yeah, long time
1: well, ago. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I had a, I had a similar uh, sort of ex- experience to do with... Uh, I went, um, was walking with a, a former colleague of mine who was... Uh, he was an archaeologist. He did an archaeology degree... And um, he, he always, there's this particular site near us that's um, uh, c- kind of um, got a lot of uh, uh, um, kind of prehistoric uh, artifacts that are found there. And he, he um, uh, spotted this, this kind of bit of flint and he's like, oh, I think this is, um, this is a scraper. Uh, and I, I, I wasn't aware of what scraper is, but basically to scrape the fur off, um, off mm, hides, off you know, hide, to, yeah. to prepare them for clothing. I uh, think it's to
2: scrape the the layer of fat from the inside of the hide, actually, because the fur is the bit you want. <laughs>
1: anyway.
2: uh, well, not it depends. It depends right. on yeah, no.
1: but um, right. but essentially to prepare the.
2: I'm not a, I'm not a Neolithic man, so I yeah. don't really know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want woolly pants, for example, would you? No, but, but the wool goes on the outside. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Um anyway, so I I had this uh this this scraper and um and I sort of put it in my in my hand and and the my kind of um index finger just curled around the top of it mm. and it and it sat there and the thumb sort of went around this notch and I was like, "Oh, right. Yes, that that kind of that connection with somebody who would have held it, you know." thousands of years previously to to maybe not scrape the wool off their pants but
0: um to do something else <laughs>
1: yeah uh, was 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 a, a kind of yeah profound um moment of connection really
0: absolutely and actually you know on the few occasions you know when i've been detected we have found an object like that especially coins you know if it was something that was you know people actually used i'd probably feel it in more so but even for a coin that's from the 1930s when you when you're the next person to be holding mm. that it does feel magical you know it does feel wonderful uh here's a question i got two questions you can answer both or one as you prefer first of all uh what would you like to discover what what treasure would you like to find and or what do you possess already that is um treasure uh, that you consider to be treasure and you can interpret these as you like really who who, who wants to kick off
1: uh well i can i can go first i think um, so in terms of what I'd like to find, um, I, I, I'd I'd like to I, I think for me I'd like to find some sort of magical artifact. I think you know whether whether it was actually magical or or it was just thought to be magical previous. Like I I I always look back on you know um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and think about that that idea of finding you know the Ark of the Covenant or so you know some amulet that 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 may or may not have mysterious powers i just
0: the think the holy grail
2: the holy grail I, yeah and I exactly i think what's so what's so when brilliant about the ring in lord of the rings is the way that it's lost despite its awesome power it just gets lost and then the finding of it is so it's so everyday it's great i think that is really really good
1: yeah mm. yeah and 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 that it has its this will of its own to be mm. to to you know move its way through history as it as it sees sees fit um, but, but yeah, no, that, that, that kind of thing. But in terms of what I value, well, that is also something I suppose in a way that I would like to rediscover because, um, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like a new back, right? Um, I, I've had back troubles now for, for 25 years or so. And the, and at the time I didn't value having a back that wasn't bust, you know, and, um, and it would give me so much so much pleasure to have a new back i think the the thing that i i currently treasure most would be to not have a ruined um uh, well we we talked spine. about
2: we talked about dogs finding bodies in the woods get yourself a dog go yeah. and find yourself a recently deceased person and just simple yeah, spine a back trans- transplant yeah
1: spine transplant <laughs> yeah i suspect Easy it having been buried underground uh and the fact that spine transplants aren't a thing might <laughs> might mean yeah that that no, isn't that. quite as simple as it sounds. Quibbles, but, quibbles. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, Peter, well, we, uh, I've already, so I've, I've already expressed that the thing I, I sort of value is the, those bits of time I get back. Peace so I would, quiet. I would definitely love to find that time portal in the woods.
0: Also, well, you could lend it to Chris, and he can go forward to the future when back transplants are a thing. I'd rather go back to um, the
1: past and do things that didn't ruin my
0: back. What That's, did you do to ruin your back? We'll come back to you in a minute, Peter. Uh, oh, uh, 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 essentially too a, much too much physical activity is what I'm you thinking. were an aerobics instructor in the eighties. Got That's it.
2: That's right. Yeah. As um, so I want to point out, I don't have back troubles. <clears throat> there you go. The dangers of physical activity mm. illustrated. Yes. Peter,
3: yeah. I, I just worry about your heart and cardiovascular system. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can um, do heart
1: transplants though. So you uh, know, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just get a new yeah, one.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, there's something in what Chris is saying. I, I think. Uh, <clears throat> Now in my forties, sort of only just. I'm still the youngest here. I'll always be the youngest here. That's that's what I got going for me. But um, the 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 sort of starting to feel the lost youth thing really creep up, really start to hit now. So yeah, some 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 elixir or some kind of amulet in the woods that gives me a, a sort of youth when I'm wearing it would be great.
0: Hmm. Okay. I don't like anyone's
3: answers so far. I think I've got answer, I've got three real things which I'd like well, to find.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna do. We'll do me and then you, Nick. Okay. Right. Um, so for me, there's nothing I'd like to find actually. Wow, um, you've got it all. Just I've got it I all. I mean, that's evident. No. You know, you, yes, or yeah. Or he's
3: about to find it because yeah. he's got a metal detector. He's got trains to find it.
0: But it's weird because I think I'm the only one who here goes out detecting. Um, I'm just happy with whatever I find. There's nothing in particular. I just want to find some old stuff um unless however,
2: it's farm machinery in which case you seem to yeah i've kind of gone off that bit I found, yeah. yeah
0: um but actually in terms of what i do treasure you know is actually rather you know prosaic but i mean um i actually treasure audio recordings of i i have of my kids when they were younger um sometimes just actually in fact usually just with a with a phone um also my mum died about two years ago and she was a real hoarder but actually if you look over my uh, right shoulder um, you can see that sort of picture there maybe mm-hmm. and this this goes to Chris's point about something that people were unaware of or hadn't discovered and what that is is you can see is basically their passport photos or, or identity photos from about 1943 I think and it's my mum and um, And the thing is, I had never seen that before because lots of photos, family photos, of course, I've seen. But I was unaware of this. And what it is, because of the technology in 1943, every little photo is different in a slightly different pose. Mm. And you can see probably there's some have been cut Mm. out and used. And I like that sense that they've been used for something. And I think because of the quirkiness of it, the fact that it had been used and, like I say, the different faces, but probably most important of all, I'd never seen it before. Um, that was really thrilling for me. And so, yeah, I really treasure that
3: as well. I was about to say, so, it'd be very odd if you found recordings of your kids in the woods. I'd be quite worried about that.
0: <laughs> it would indeed.
2: Uh, Nick. So, here's my hit list. Number one, a Fabergé egg. This is, um, what
0: you, this is not what you possess. This, this is, is what, you what I want, want. To find, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, yeah, I
2: haven't got a Fabergé egg yet, but give mm. me time. Uh, in yeah. 2015, a, the last Fabergé egg to be discovered was bought by a U.S., sort of well essentially a second hand sort of junk dealer guy uh he bought an the egg and, and <clears throat> was going to melt it down uh for $500 and then looked up online he was like you eh, know there's a bit of a weird mark on there and discovered it was worth 20 million quid um and apparently this is the third faberge egg ever made 1887 uh anyway f- f- five have, pr- have probably been destroyed two are thought to survive in locations unknown Forty-two are currently in connections, but eight have been lost to history, and so they are out there. If you you've got, there is a chance that you might find a Fabergé egg. So that's one. Uh, but of
1: but if you did, right? Let's mm. say you found one and it was worth fifty million pounds. Yeah. Right. Would you keep it? No. No. Right. So so what you're really after is fifty million pounds,
2: isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So what
0: you treasure is fifty million. Quid. No,
1: I, I do like the
2: idea of finding the Fabergé egg. I'm after the finding of the egg. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. So if I found it on so someone's I'd land, and you have to give it, it back to them. Yeah. Yeah. Would so that we can be make okay? a rule, Nick,
0: that you can have this, and this can be your desire. However, it can only be you can only only on the condition that you then have to keep the egg.
2: I, all right. I'm happy with that as well. All right. I mean, I, I the finding of the egg is would be great. It's it's the yeah. closest you can get to you know finding the Ark of the Covenant. I think, and still be potentially real. Um, the JFK's brain. Which was preserved after his death, given I think to someone, maybe a member of his family or something. It's subsequently disappeared. No one knows. He was shot in the head, right? Yeah. So wouldn't that Mm -hmm. be cool to have his brain? Um, and the final one, and I'm surprised Chris didn't say this, is the Jules Rimet Trophy, which was the old World Cup, which was stolen.
1: Found by um uh the dog. Yeah, but then he was stolen
2: again or something, wasn't it? It's disappeared.
0: Does that reside in Brazil it, now, though?
2: No, I think it hasn't. It
0: disappeared
1: the Jules Rimet Trophy. I thought it disappeared forever. Uh, well, well, it was certainly it was Brazil certainly one for keeps by the Brazilians. Mm. Yeah, um, and it was it was it tickles tuck tuck. What's the dog called? That f- <clears throat> pickles um, pickles. There you go, pickles the dog.
0: Pickles found the Jules Jules Rimet Trophy.
1: Yes, it was it was temporarily it was temporarily stolen, miss. Uh, it's basically I think someone stole it and was then like, "Oh, I'm going to struggle to sell this, aren't I?" and discarded it and Pickles the dog found it in a bush or yes. something. Yes.
2: So it was stolen again in Brazil. Of course they owned it. So I've just looked it up because yes, you're right. There was the whole incident of it being stolen and discovered by Pickles. Um but then in 1983 it was stolen again. Um and it has never been recovered. Oh. Uh it's it could have been melted was it down into gold bars pick up he just got addicted to it <laughs> <laughs> went back said i want that it's trophy time. back
1: my precious
2: yeah so there, there you go j it's not much to ask is it Faberge egg jfk uh, brain and and uh, the jewelry made trophy i'd be happy with one of the three so you know i'm
0: just trying to imagine our collective museum what's in there it's a bit of an odd museum mm. you know
2: 1980s um, ring pull the jewelry May trophy <laughs> yeah. um, and you um, go into one room a, yeah. a time portal yeah. and, and, you, and a back
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, but also you go but also maybe you walk into the the Peter Coghill wing, you open there's just nothing in there, it's just very quiet. <laughs> um, quite spacious. Um, all right, let's stop there. Uh, I enjoyed that one. Um thank you as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Chris Ragg, Nick Hare, and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>